Hi, welcome to my creativity. being creative and producing output. I'm your host, Surrey. I reveal how I work, my projects, my process, well, my creativity. From planning and goal setting to how I stay accountable for my output, to the way ideas pop into my head and to the frameworks I use to stimulate my creativity and formalize it. Each week I go over last week's goals and at the end of the episode I present some new goals for the coming week. This is all part of my accountability because we all know, but very few of us actually do, is if you write your goals down, you are, I know I've read somewhere up to 80% more likely to achieve them. Isn't that wonderful? So I got these goals from my March monthly goals, which are to post blogs, update social media, finish off how to write a novel and write short story. So last week's goals. Uh, blog post. I posted a new blog. It's about my... So the previous blog I did was about my writing journey to here and this one is about my fitness and health journey which is sort of uh, I think closely married to my productivity of my uh, my creativity. Uh, so blog post that's posted. Social media support. I'm getting onto that tonight actually. I'm recording this episode a little bit earlier than normal. Run 5 kilometers, 10 kilometers. So I just did my 10 kilometer run this afternoon. It was beautiful. Much easier than previously. 5 kilometers yesterday I didn't do. Instead, I went skateboarding with my wife and that was awesome. We went to a skate clinic where I picked up a few extra tips, uh, dropped into the half pipe um, and got a lot of exercise that way. At two hours of doing that. Update my blurbs. So yeah, I was going through my uh, how to write a novel. Going over how to write a blurb for your novel because you've got to be able to put something on the back cover and something on the Amazon post. And uh, I realized in going through and doing the research and I'd actually only got, there are four parts to writing the blurb and my blurbs did three and a half I wasn't entirely satisfied and I've got to eat my dog food so I've got to go back and update my blurbs. I didn't get around to doing that. That's going to have to come on to next week's. But an interesting thing is my my blog post I did which is about weight loss and more importantly getting fit and healthy. And the reason that I distinguish between the two is because we often get a little bit uh, caught up in the idea of losing weight, you know, seeing your pounds or kilograms reduce. And that's actually not that important. What is more important is feeling fit and healthy, uh, being able to be comfortable in social situations and whatever that might mean. Often, that does result in weight loss simply because uh, we... We are biologically optimized to operate at 
a certain body fat percentage. And that changes from person to person, which is something that is very important to keep in mind that genetics in this instance plays a big role. And I always like to think uh, of the actress Drew Barrymore. And this is not in any way to you know, make uh, any particular comment about her, but the, f the thing that I've always noticed about her is you see her in the first Charlie's Angels movie. I mean, she is fit and strong in that. Like, she's, you know, flipping about the place. Totally, you know, um, fabulous. But she still has that sort of soft, rounded look to her. That's because that's just, that's her genetics. That's the way she is. That's her, that's her body in its fittest, strongest state. Whereas if you compare that to... Uh, Linda Hamilton of Terminator, you see her in Terminator 2, and she has you know, gotten seriously fit. And even in the most recent Terminator Dark Fate, which I can recommend, it's a really good movie. It's actually, I think it's the real Terminator 3. It's a worthwhile sequel there. But she, on the other hand, she's very sort of lean and athletic looking. And that's her natural, you know, healthier state. And uh, I see this at work as well. There's a couple of guys there that, again, they've sort of got this soft sort of look to them. But when you actually pay attention, they're actually quite fit guys. Like, it's just, it's an odd thing that some people, when they are fit and healthy, look like you would, you know, your typical lean athlete. And some people, when they're fit and healthy, you might be easily mistaken to think that they're not, but they are. So you can't be judging yourself too much on all of those factors. What you can judge yourself on is how often you get sick, how you feel, your confidence levels, how your, uh, your mental health is going, uh, how comfortable you are in your clothing and your skin. And these are the important factors to take into account. Having said all of that, I was not a healthy chap back, uh, well, most of my life I was a bit, let's say, cuddly. And certainly coming through university, uh, by the time I got out of university and was starting my work, uh, I was 120 kilos. That's about 270 pounds. And I'm only 175 centimeters tall. That's 5'10"-ish. So, you know, definitely more rotund than I should have been. But the turning point for me, the thing that really woke me up to it, and this is why I'm getting back to it's about how you feel, is that I otherwise wasn't, didn't realize I had any problems until I tried to go buying bathers and board shorts to go swimming one summer. I hadn't been really gone swimming in a very long time. And that's because I, I just didn't feel confident doing that. But I was going down the beach uh, camping and I need to buy some board shorts. And I had to traipse around the shopping mall to the five different shops to try and find enough X's in front of the L of my board shorts so I could get them over my fat bum and over my thighs. That's where I put my weight on. That in itself was kind of a bit disturbing. But the disturbing thing was heading towards the last shop where I finally found big enough pants. I had to go up a flight of stairs. I got to the top and I was puffed out. 
and I felt red cheeked and sweaty and bad. I didn't I didn't feel good. And there were other people all just walking past me, not having a problem at all. And I suddenly realized that I was only 24 years old. I always thought of myself as being, as I think everyone does, everyone thinks of themselves as being uh, relatively healthy and relatively fit. But as I stood there holding onto the handrail, I just suddenly realized that I was not. I was struggling up those stairs and I was, other people were not struggling up those stairs. They were just walking up. And so I got this sort of real out-of-body experience where I saw myself as something very different from what I thought I should be. I thought I should be you know, a young, strong, healthy man able to walk up a flight of stairs, but I wasn't. And so then when I got to this last shop and I found the board shorts that finally fit me, and I saw this uh, the triple or quadruple XL or something like that. Though just it just it just occurred to me. I went, why am I buying? This is special pants I'm buying. This is not normal pants for a person of my height. You know, if I was six foot eight, you know, 186 centimeters tall, yeah, triple XL is probably quite normal. But I should be wearing size M. I was a medium-sized person, but I, I clearly wasn't. And I looked at these pants and I held them up and saw how big the waist was. And I just went, uh. and, and this is the interesting thing here, because I didn't go into, I didn't feel ashamed. I wasn't disgust or self-loathing or any of those sorts of feelings, because it, I've had those feelings before. They don't motivate you to do anything. They motivate you to hide, to run away, to defend yourself. Instead, I felt I felt a sense of injustice. It was as if uh, a, a crime had been committed and the perpetrator was getting away with it. And the crime was my ill health and I was the perpetrator and it was wrong. I just, I felt I was just wrong. And I changed. It, it it was like a shift in me at that point. And I started researching. I wanted to find out why is it that people get fat? Why is it I eat more than I should? Why do I behave in these ways? And I found I learned some very interesting things about it. And I think this was an important point in my journey. It was in the past, you, I've heard of diets and I've heard of like Weight Watchers and Jenny Craig and all those sorts of things, but they do not work. And there's a simple reason for that, because if you want to be a lean, athletic person, you have to live the lifestyle of a lean, athletic person. You can't go on a diet or take a temporary moment. You have to actually live that way. That has to be your life. There's no such thing as a diet. You can't just have a diet to fix something. It doesn't work that way. So I looked into it and I found a couple of interesting things. So one of the, and hunger's um, controlled by a number of different factors, but one of the important ones is a hormone that your fat cells produce called leptin. So your fat cells produce this hormone and 
pump it into your bloodstream and it acts as a everything's ordinary. So your body gets used to a certain level of this leptin in your blood. And that's, that's to say your body gets used to a certain fat level. And that becomes your thermostat set point. Like you'd set a thermostat in your house just to a certain temperature and then the heating will come on to warm it up or the air conditioning will come on to cool it down, whatever. You've got a set point of this leptin hormone where your body goes, yep, we have the appropriate amount of fat. Because your body wants to have reserves, energy reserves. It's an important survival requirement. Uh, and indeed, important parts of our body are made of fat. Uh, your brain, for example. It's, <laughs> you want your brain, right? This is about creativity. Bang. You do need a bit of fat there. But the problem is, if over a very long period of time, you slowly creep that amount up, like the proverbial frog boiling as you slowly raise the temperature. And I don't think that's a true thing, and I wouldn't ever try it. But, but your body basically slowly gets used to a larger amount of fat. And here's the real sting in the tail of this frog scorpion thing, is when you lose fat, which is what you want to do if you have excess fat, which I certainly did, you produce less leptin. Producing less leptin you know, sets off alarm bells in your brain. It says, oh, we're, we're losing weight. Things are getting hard. Let's see if we can eat a bit more to, to bring that back in a stasis because we don't want to perish here. We need to keep our reserves, right? We've got a healthy level of reserves. That's what we want to keep. Uh, the problem, of course, is your brain doesn't really necessarily or your body doesn't really know what a healthy level of reserves is. It's uh, it's sort of evolved on the assumption that you eat what you can when you can. But obviously in a modern setting, we can eat whatever we want whenever we want. So it doesn't kind of work properly. So as you lose weight, this leptin uh, becomes less present in your system and your appetite increases until you eat enough food and the food you eat gets turned into sugars uh, or in some cases directly into fats, I won't go into that, and is stored in your body and it increases your fat cells again, like puffs them up and they're back to producing the amount of leptin you're expected. And then your body says, okay, you're right. So this was an important point in my journey because I always, you know, I'm the sort of person who needs to know these things. I need to know the cause and effect, the reasons for things. And in learning this reason that feelings of hunger and a desire to eat more is actually your body trying to replenish fat stores you've lost. Now, if I'm trying to lose my fat stores because, trust me, I had extra, then I was going to be feeling hungry. And this was like a switch turning on a revelation a light i could see is that if you want to lose fat and if you are successfully losing excess fat then you will feel hungry that's just the way it is anyone who tells you otherwise anyone who says oh no if you do this you do that or you eat this special magic food or you do some other crazy moon dance then you can eat whatever you want and not feel hungry. It's a lie. They're trying to sell you something. If you're going to lose fat, 
it is biologically required that you will feel hungry. And I realized that I went, oh, okay. So all I have to do is make sure that I eat sufficient nutrients, I vitamins, minerals, protein, fat, carbohydrate, fiber, and so on, to satisfy my daily requirement, or just and slightly fewer calories because that's important. Then if I'm still feeling hungry, my body doesn't need any more food. My body just wants the extra food to regain fat stores. So that gave me this, this great weapon in my arsenal, which allowed me to plan my diet. And this was really a lot easier for me at the time because I was single living, well, I was living in a, a group house, a share house, but basically I was responsible for all my own food and all my own activity. And I was not responsible for anyone else's, which meant that I had this great, great thing. I went then and started planning my diet. Well, what do I need? I found out that in fact, uh, sorry to say this vegetarians and vegans, but about 90% of your daily uh, nutrition requirement can be achieved from meat. And that's just a simple way of doing it. So if you're trying to lose weight, an easy way actually is to look at a bit of meat as being a big vitamin pill. So I had, uh, I, I worked out some weight, about 100 grams I decided, of meat. And then the rest was vegetables, because vegetables have got a lot of um, all the extra minerals. Off. The main thing they've got is fiber and a number of vitamins that you don't tend to get. In fact, you can't get vitamin C or the narwhal and a couple of other Arctic creatures do have vitamin C in their skin, which is how like the Inuit and so on survive. But let's talk generally speaking here. You're not going to go out and hunt down some narwhal or a walrus. In general, you want you get you a lot of vitamins, you get fiber, vegetables, and fruit. And in fact, vegetables, I, I had a bit of a read, their nutrition density compared to fiber and water content and so forth is such that you can basically eat as many vegetables as you want. It's almost impossible to ruin your diet by eating lettuce, for example. So anyway, I planned my meals. I took my own lunch to work. Uh, it was steamed vegetables and a crusket or something ridiculous. And I planned out my dinner. It was it turned out to be quite plain, but I was on a mission. I was on a mission to prove that I could put my knowledge into action. I then, and I don't know, a lot of people probably don't go to, go to this far. I then enrolled in a training, in some vocational training at college to do my certificate four in personal training. So I would go through and do some physiology, some um, biomechanics, sports science, and so forth. And learnt a whole lot there as well about how to exercise effectively, how not to get injured, and what the effects of different exercises were and how the, how the body tended to respond. This completed my ninja training, shall we say. And over the course of about two years whilst I was doing this study, and while I was steadfastly following my eating plan, I lost about 50 kilos. So that's 110 pounds. About two kilos a week, about four, four or five pounds a week. So much so that I got to know the bloke at the little kiosk at the mall 
who had like the you know, cut the keys and cobbled your shoes and so on because I'd take my belt in every couple of weeks and get a new notch put in it because I could do it up tighter. And I was doing it up tighter and sure enough, he started to recognize me and saying, oh my God, you know, you're losing so much weight. What's going on? And I can't really recommend this approach to anyone. Uh, it worked for me because that's the way my brain works. I'm very rational, very logical, uh, very fact-based, able to make decisions and stick to them, which I know a lot of people can't. That's not a reflection on their them or on me. It's just some people can and can't, and some people can't do what I do. I, I like to think it was a superpower. Um, and so I, I was losing weight, got my belt down, uh, my pants. I went from a size 42, that's essentially a 42-inch waist, down to size 32, so it's 10 pant sizes dropped. And it's to the point where the pants I was wearing were starting to look like clown pants, being held up by a belt that wrapped almost the right, well, right the way around me. If you can imagine a belt, uh, an extra 10 inches of belt on a 10-inch smaller waist, it's quite dramatic. And sure enough, what came with this, however, even more so than, I suppose, the satisfaction of taking control of my life, was a, a sense of comfort and ease and confidence. I could do this. I could do anything. I had noticed my problem. I researched everything I could about it, proper science-based research. I went to the Australian Institute of Sport and they know a thing or two about sports science. I didn't pay attention to anything that was fatty or gimmicky, no products, because they're all aimed at selling you something. They're not really aimed at trying to help you in any way. And I conquered this, this problem that I'd had my entire life. And to this day, I, I'm still, the heaviest I've been is 78 kilos. And back down to 70, you know, 72 is my lightest, 78. So I'm sort of well in there. And that's, I've been that way for the best part of 20 years now. That confidence and that energy I gained, I didn't even realize how lacking energy I had, has meant that I've been able to get on and do what I want when I want I felt confident that I could, I can go to the shops and pick a size M, you know, medium shirt or pants off the rack. Don't even try it on, buy it, walk out. I know it's going to fit. That's convenient for me. Not everyone who loses weight or becomes fit has that experience, but that's what I got from it. And in terms of, you know, writing my novels, for example, and even starting Gravity Undone and, and the various other business ideas and efforts I've made in the past. This isn't my first foray into the world. That it happened after my fitness journey. So what do I do now, though? What I do now, uh, having done further research and study, and and I, and again, not research and study by going to wellness guru.com or listening to people on Facebook or buying various products and so forth. I need to find some way that I can 
keep control of my fitness and health that works in with my life. The way I found is through intermittent fasting. When I first saw this research back in 2012, I fell in love with it. This idea that rather than every single meal you're monitoring and judging and, and planning and you're calculating, you go, how, how much have I eaten this today? Because still, I had this problem that, oh, it's not a problem, I have this knowledge now that when I'm feeling hungry, I have to assess, am I feeling hungry because my body wants me to put on fat? Or am I feeling hungry because I'm lacking nutrients? And having to assess what you're eating and think back to what you have for breakfast and then what you have and then what, you know, or oh, if I eat this now is what I'm going to have later on. It's too hard. And that's why so many people fail, I think, is because you're trying to, trying to deal with too many variables. So this idea that you could just not eat and then not worry about it. And that just it totally appealed to me. So what I'm doing at the moment, because when I had children, no, I didn't have children. My wife gave birth to them, obviously, but I'm, I'm here looking after them. As it turns out, men put on weight after children as well. I put on seven kilos. So I was 72, I got up to 78, 79 kilos. And I, it sort of wasn't budging. I was trying to sort of monitor my food, but it didn't work. So, but this fasting now, I've gotten down to what I do now is one meal a day. So Monday through Friday, in particular, I eat dinner only, and or you say I eat breakfast only, and this works really well because I found if I try to limit how much I eat at any given time, it's super hard. And I'm sure anyone out there who's tried various diets or whatever, trying to trying to measure and estimate and limit each bit of food that you eat, it's just about impossible. I think it's a pointless task. On the other hand, though, on Monday, I wake up, I do the dishes because that's when I do them. Uh, I make the kids breakfast and then I have a shower and I get dressed and I go to work. Uh, at work, then at lunchtime, instead of sitting around watching everyone else eat, I go for a run. That's right. Amazing. I just did an exercise. I do a five-kilometer run without having eaten anything since dinner the night before. And I don't eat then until I get home about 6.30. I get home from work. Uh, and I actually find that to be easier than any other form. So every day, Monday through Friday, I do that same thing. I just don't take any food to work. I don't buy a thing at work. Uh, I have some coffee in the morning and I don't put sugar in it. And, uh, you know, I exercise. I feel healthy, strong. Yeah, I get a little bit hungry, but it's. I think people get a little bit worked up and a bit dramatic about being hungry. They go, oh, I'm hungry. Oh, but don't you feel hungry? Oh, yes, you're going to feel hungry, as I said. But armed with my knowledge, I know that that's a good hungry because when I get home, I eat dinner, I have a lot of uh, fresh vegetables, I have a bit of fruit, I have a small amount of meat, and I'm sweet for the day. That, that's it. In the mornings, I do actually take uh, some food nutrient supplements. Um, I won't go into that, but anyway, just to make sure that I, I get my vitamin B and C and K and E and Q10 and 
bloody omega-3 and so on because, you know, it's important to get all that stuff. But I certainly find it it just makes it so much easier to get through my days. On the weekends, uh, I tend to sort of eat, I guess, a little bit here and there whenever I feel like it. And I don't particularly worry about it because I know that during the week um, I'm, I'm fasting. Everything's good. And how's that working out for me? Well, as I said, I you've been listening. I run uh, you know, many kilometers through the week. And I do a 10-kilometer run on a Sunday. And all these things are no problem. I'm training up for a marathon. That's very good. I find I feel light and... I don't know, energized, capable. I don't have any particular problems with hunger. I say I feel a bit hungry, but, you know, that's fine. Um, Yeah, in general, it's good. So I would recommend at least researching hunger, researching weight loss. Ignore the fad sites. Ignore the products. You are not going to get any benefit from... You know, Fat Shredder 2000. You're just not. That's, yeah, maybe if you're on steroids and you're doing like huge weight lifting workouts every day or you're training as a triathlete or something, you might find some benefit from those things, but you're just generally not. Those products are designed to make money off you and they have, generally speaking, very cheap ingredients that they sell very expensively to you that you could get similar or better just by eating a wide variety of fruit and vegetables. I'd recommend to do that instead of, yeah, as I said, fat burn 600 and bulk gainer, whatever. So there you go. That's that's my sort of my weight loss journey up to now. You can read more about it on the blog as at gravityundone.net slash blog or just go to the page and click the links. You can also follow me at gravityundone on Twitter. I, what I tend to do is decompose my blog posts down into useful little snippets, stick them up on there, plus my various other rantings and ravings. So, my next week's goals. Still running. I'm still doing the 5km, 10km. I'm feeling pretty comfortable now on this 10km run, like when it's not super hot. And it's cooling down now. I'm going to update my blurbs on, uh, for my books. And I'm getting very close to finishing my first draft of how to write novels so i'm gonna hammer that so until next time use your brain and research good quality information about being healthy and fit because it will help you with your creative output see ya